Hey there, it's Carolyn. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to tell you about a brand new challenge that we have starting over in the Homestead Kitchen membership really soon. This one is all about making your very own herbal oils and culinary oils and cosmetic oils and turning them into salves and balms for your herbal medicine cabinet. If you're interested in joining me for the Herbal Oils and Salves Challenge, then go to homesteadingfamily.com forward slash podcast dash herbal oils. Again, that's homesteadingfamily.com forward slash podcast dash herbal oils. Hey, this is Carolyn with Homesteading Family, and here is a podcast short. In other words, an answer to a question that you have asked. Absolutely. Okay, so to jump right back in, we are going to start with after you've gotten your seeds picked out, you've you know kind of figured out your varieties, now we want to start paying attention to the calendar. We want to do some planning on the garden calendar. Right, and we talked about the planning on the front side when, and this is where most of us tend to focus on, is you know when to plant by, you know, based on your frost and, and when you can plant what varieties, right? right? And that's one side of the equation, but uh, the side of the equation that we didn't cover and that gets left out a lot and can be a major problem is your harvest schedule. And so you really want to plan for a harvest because you have a good year or any year, but you know, any year that's a decent year and you get too much coming in at once, it runs you over. Have you experienced that? I know we've experienced it where way too much is, is coming in at the same time. We, we have so much to harvest and it needs to be preserved. Yeah. And we realized a few years back that it doesn't have to be that way. We just got so focused on one mindset that we weren't necessarily thinking all the way through. So you want to combine that early planning with harvest planning. You can probably speak to that because you're the one often in the kitchen dealing with everything coming in and how ran over it you can get the feeling. Absolutely. Too much is coming in at once. Too much of a good thing, actually. Right, which is why it's really important to note on those seed packets the, the days it takes to maturity. Now, we all know that's an approximate and that's happening over at the the seed farmer's plot, right? Right. It's, it's their estimates. It's, it's not going to be the same amount of days at your place and it could be drastically different. So it's important to start keeping your own notes so sure. that you can adjust this. But just because you can put seeds in the ground on a certain date or transplant at a certain date doesn't necessarily mean you want to in order to be able to space out that harvest, right? Yeah. So you can delay something. You can put your cucumbers in, you know, three weeks later than is suggested if you have enough time on the far end of your season so that you're not overlapping, you know, harvesting cucumbers at the same time you've got your green beans going bonkers. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to kind of start spacing those things out unless you just have all day, all week, open to preserving that time of year in the harvest time, you know, you really want to space it out and give yourself a little bit of a breather. This is, this discussion really is based on preserving crops on your main garden, right? Because if you're just growing a garden to be able to have some fresh vegetables on the table, you do want to consider this. You want to consider spacing you still, you, out you your harvest yeah. so you can eat for as long as you can. 
but it really comes into play when we're talking about the main crops that are really for preserving. So, you know, when you're getting that big glut of tomatoes and you're going to turn that into salsa and spaghetti sauce, you don't really want that to be at the exact same time that you're getting the, so the green corn, beans and the corn right. and the everything else all at the same right. time. So, so a lot of processing yeah. work. And uh, another tidbit to that is your storage crops. And one of the things we realized as we start growing more root crops, which do well for us up right. here, is that we're growing the root crops well, but we don't have an ideal storage system. I and mean, we've got the basement, we, we do pretty good, but it's not ideal. And so we're planting those crops based by the spring calendar, but then they're coming mature to the place where they really need to get pulled. You can leave them in the soil for a while, but there's things that you don't want to because they get, they do, they, you know, they get past prime. But we're really not ready to get them in our preservation system yet because they're just not going to preserve that long. So they're coming in a month or two early. And just that alone says, hey, move those back because we don't need the full growing season. And that, that's a big one when it comes to your storage crops is yeah. making sure that, you know, they're going to come ripe at the right time, ready for harvest. And you don't have them in storage too long, especially if you don't have ideal conditions. Yeah. So you really need to pay attention to the end of your season also. Yep. So your first expected frost date and freeze date um, so that you know what kind of flexibility you have to play with those. How can you put this off two weeks, three weeks yep. past your first date that you can put those things in the ground? Um, it's really important to start looking at that, especially as you mature as a gardener and start doing more and more and start, you know, basing a lot more of your diet off of your homegrown food, you really need to plan out that production cycle yep. on the far end. Too. And again, I don't have one down here today, but Clyde's Garden Planner mm -hmm. has that information. It has the average, again, this is on the food plot, but average days to maturity. Right. And so you can map that out. You can use that tool to help map it out. Things are going to be different on your land, hence taking your own records and then adjusting over yeah. time. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. That that's just that that's that's so so helpful, and it's been so helpful to us as we've learned that to think more about that side of the equation. Well, and I find end. it fascinating because it's really missing in the dialogue in the garden dialogue. Like you don't hear that very often. You don't hear about staggering out your planting based on delaying a harvest, or you know staggering that harvest. Well, it's it's so. a it's a whole missing part of the conversation. We get to focus a lot on growing, on maintaining mm -hmm. soil, on everything to get that food going, but the transition of that food into the kitchen and all that goes along with consuming it, preserving it, and storing it, um, that often is, you know, just kind of chunked out here and right. there in bits and pieces of the conversation and not looked at as a whole. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's been helpful for us to, to think that way. And there you have it. I hope this answer is one you are looking for. We'll be sharing more of these in the future and hope you find them helpful and inspiring on your homesteading journey. For more homesteading family content, be sure to visit our website at homesteadingfamily.com.